0: back, everybody, around the world, including Finland, our newest edition. We have <laughs> Finland listeners now uh, to Gonzo Film Reviews. Today we have probably the greatest movie of the past decade to review, Minions, <laughs> The Rise of Gru, uh, definitely the movie of 2022. I don't know about what you guys think, but that's definitely a uh, number one spot. Nothing can compete with that, not even Avatar.
1: No, man, no. Uh, it's going to be a real tough one to beat. I think they're really going to have to fight tooth and nail for that
0: spot. It's absolute cinema. I heard reports that Scorsese fired three interns and beat up a lady on the street because he didn't come up with the idea first for Minions the Rise of Gru. Group. Yeah, well, Greatest yeah. film of all time, clearly. Well, you know, we're going to be reviewing that one, then we're going to re- review Watch Dogs Legion for you um this 13th episode
1: yeah
0: it's not landing on a friday or anything it's not in october (laughs) no bummer could have planned this better
1: yeah we probably could have but
0: uh, 13th episode i guess it's for good luck at this point
1: the, the chips fall where they may right um so well i didn't get the chance to see minions i know you did
0: I'll be giving them the, the yeah. rundown.
1: Yeah, so uh, you'll have a lot to say, I'm sure.
0: Oh, definitely. It's probably the greatest exposure to the eyeballs <laughs> that one could ask for. And the greatest audio audio experience, if you can hear. Of course. Um, and if you can see, obviously.
1: And if you can speak a non-existent
0: language. And if you can speak at all, you can tell the entire world. You can spread the word. About how great this film is, you can tell your friends and your neighbors and your relatives and strangers yeah, how perfect this was. Yeah, but no, the, whatever you do, don't tell all of the damn kids to go see it in suits yeah. because that was a that was an abomination.
1: <laughs> well, I mean,
0: uh,
1: the the previews didn't do the movie justice. From what you were talking about earlier. Uh-huh. No, no. Um, no. because the previews made it look like it was just a lot of bumbling chaos with no linear storyline.
0: It's actually a perfect sequel to the last Minion movie um, when they've met Grew after spending a few thousand years. Yeah probably about 10-15,000 years on Earth. Traveling. Not aging, not evolving, nothing. They just, uh, they went from big boss to big boss.
1: Oh, they're and then they
0: found a mini-boss, and they like mini-boss the best. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're with grew now, and this basically explains how they got to be so tight with him right in the three Despicable Me movies. And There's gonna be a fourth one in 2024, so oh, I expect all of you to break the house down and, um, see that one in two years. But, no, The Rise of Gru is incredible. I don't oh. even know where to begin. Huh. You want to level some of the criticisms that most people give these movies and I'll shoot them down one by one.
1: Um I guess the first one you already crushed, which is how I said that they like the Minions movies, I get that the first one had like a good story to tell cuz it was like their origin thing. Yeah, like there was a direction it was going in, but for this one they really just I mean, the title kind of gives it away, Rise of Gru, you know, but uh, other than that, anything they've shown prior to the actual release of the movie did not make it seem like there was any kind of linear story going in any direction. I mean, what? The preview showed the plane, like them on the plane disguised oh, as greatest like scene ever. the plane. And then just... it. It was so everywhere and all over the walls, but I mean, you just you just squashed that one. Well, that was Uh, a
0: genius move by the marketing department because it it got the four quadrant audience in because everybody's gonna want to watch that plane scene right on the big screen. So that's pretty much what they marketed, but they uh, kept the story secret. So when you did go see it, you were pleasantly surprised by the. the very engaging and fun story that they actually had in their back pocket. Yeah. And, and the you, amazing voice actors that killed it.
1: And when you did tell me about like the the story being really good and everything like that, I was actually really like, you know, I was really happy to hear that because I don't enjoy not liking movies. You know <laughs> Yeah, it's not fun like, to just be I, a dick and yeah, go there I, just to hate something. I don't enjoy like having low expectations for anything, but the previews really left me with nothing. I mean, I was probably gonna see it anyway. I will still see it, but it just makes me feel better about it knowing that you know, that that impression it gave me off the bat was wrong and that there's more to it. It kind of gives that relief um, to where, you know, there's still a movie out there that's not top gun that's gonna be getting business i mean
0: yeah i'm sick of top gun it's yeah, had its yeah, day um go it, away
1: it's had it i mean granted uh, the i've heard it's an amazing movie i've heard it's even better than the first one from a lot of people who've gone and watched it
0: um i've heard people say it's great but they never give me a single reason why they just say well it was good I'm like, okay, uh, why was it good? What made it good? They've waited uh, it's a long good. time.
1: <laughs> They've waited a long time to get this sequel. so...
0: And I'm like, are there people that only watch Top Gun movies? Or <laughs> like, That's very interesting because they're like, I waited 30 years for another good movie to come out. I'm like, what's a good movie? The yeah. one that has Top Gun in the title. <laughs>
1: and they don't even say that when they ask for like, a ticket half the time. They'll say, like, Maverick.
0: Yeah, Tom Cruise. Where's Tom Cruise? He's not here. Uh, Do you want the movie he's in, though? I
1: don't think he's doing
0: a meet and greet. No, he's not signing anything out here, but uh, (laughs) in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. The story, though, of Gru, it it actually does center on Gru. He's basically the one driving everything forward. His desires, what he wants to become, and what he's stuck with as a kid is basically the main boulder that's rolling down the hill and the minions are pretty much there for like they're the comic relief they do have their own story though uh, they yeah. do give some background about how they started to acclimate to life with Gru and his mom Cause, uh, Ju- the amazing, I, I love Gru's mom <laughs> uh, the amazing uh, Mary Poppins plays his yeah. mom uh, Julie Andrews is incredible and she's still hilarious as his mother so she's she really she's kind of like the mother of him and about a couple hundred other sons now. Yeah. In the minions. So she was great. Um, all the voice actors were great really, were great. Uh, so the that's villains. Just, that's, so. just,
1: that's just weird though, right? Like the minions are all male.
0: Pretty much, yeah. They um I don't know of any yeah, female minions we've never seen. They're just a bunch of crazy little dudes.
1: Minion. They're just unless they just are gender. But
0: like, it seems like they they kind of hatched. Male, yeah. Yeah, I think they kind of hatched. So they're not. And then they also are pretty much indestructible. They really. They don't really die at all. But they're very afraid of things, which is funny. They have a a fear of mortality, (laughs) and they have a fear of pain. Sometimes, in some cases, they don't. Um, They're pretty much just cartoon comic relief.
1: In the other movies, what's his name, the the scientist, Doctor
0: Nefario. Yeah,
1: he experimented on them. Remember whenever he, uh, was testing, like, the weightless potion?
0: Yeah, and then he tested the shrink ray on them. Yeah, like, yeah. Gru, Gru just shrunk some of his minions, and then they grew back to normal size after a while, so Nefario <laughs> was like, ah, oh, shit. It's like, the larger the mass of the object, the quicker it wears off. <laughs> That's the Nefario principle. I just came up with that now. <laughs> so he, he figured out some some issues which is why when they shrink the moon it grew back to normal size and damn faster than the minion did but that's just reasons why the first movie was great the this one was great because um even when the minions were exclusively on screen and even when it was just them as part of the story they actually had something to do right. they actually had goals desires wants and needs and they took specific action to try and fulfill those needs um i'll just go ahead and spoil it (laughs) most of um most of their scenes in the latter part of the story probably act two and bordering into act three they had to learn kung fu from this uh this kung fu lady um, who saved them from a street bra. Oh,
1: that was in the previews where they, like, dropped a safe on the little one and he just broke through the bottom of it. Yeah,
0: Bob, they figured out he had an indestructible head, so yeah. that's probably why <laughs> they made him... started hitting him with everything and it breaks. Uh, that's probably my, why they made him King Bob in the first movie. I think is, so. He's just indestructible. King Bob. He's adorable. Bob is so damn cute. He is. He's so. just precious. I he, mean... Yeah, he was pretty much the little lamb of the whole story yeah, yeah. but he did have his his wild side so when she taught them each how to find like their inner animal their inner beast yeah <laughs> they didn't get it obviously but once they actually had to get into a little a big fight they figured it out and yeah. his beast was it was hilarious i think he was the chicken and he would like hatch little eggs at, at his enemies and then he ended up with a little chick baby so, even when he reverted back to a minion, he was taking care of like this little chicken. It was so funny. <laughs> that was his weapon. Just I egging people. He's a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> and I then we had that. a goat, a chicken, and I forget what the third one took. Um, I think it was a uh, a cat or something. Tomorrow I
1: feel like Kevin's the goat.
0: Yeah, I think Kevin was the goat. Kevin is a goat. <laughs> he really is. Um, he really is. FYE has an exclusive pop figure, Glow in the Dark Kevin. I might need to pick that up at some point soon.
1: I do enjoy his character.
0: Free advertising for FYE. Yeah, yeah, it actually, it all came together very well. And it was short enough that it didn't get annoying. Gru's mentor was amazing. I think Alan Arkin played his mentor. And um, it was, uh, that whole story was amazing. Gru was trying to find his footing and actually become a great villain. Even though he's a child. It was set in the 70s, so there's a lot of funny nostalgia pangs in there. Um, All the villains, the the six villains um, that betrayed Alan Arkin's character in the beginning, Mm -hmm. they were all um, hilarious, well-voiced, good puns too. So you had an evil nun. She was a crazy nut. She's the one with the nunchucks, right? Yeah, and she had nunchucks. nunchucks. And then you had uh, an actor named Jean-Claude playing a villain named Jean-Claude with like a giant like lobster claw machine and everything. Um, You had a couple others that were less memorable and interesting, but they were, they actually all came together and worked pretty well.
1: I enjoy the plays on names, the nun with the nunchucks,
0: Jean-Claude with the claws, I think her best scene was when she just like levitated a holy light and angelic choir play and she just descended upon her victim and then she rose up again when they left all in their vehicle she just assumed into into the sky I loved it Uh, that was very well done with her I did enjoy um, those
1: movies.
0: I mean, they're... they're just silly fun, and this one actually had a story. And uh, the first one was really suffering with its story. The First Minions movie, yeah, because it was hard for them to figure out what to do with Minions as a concept all by themselves without Gru or the girls or the all we got spy yeah, agency, that, Despicable Me and
1: everything like that. Was they were the helpers?
0: Yeah, they were just the silly like, comic where they, relief where nobody knows what.
1: We didn't know what they were, or where they came from, or why they were there. You know, like
0: yeah, all we knew were they cackling, maniacal little fun guys who <laughs> loved violence and I loved stealing things <laughs> and loved chaos. And, and
1: seemed to just be like fearful of everything, like you said, but indestructible entirely.
0: <laughs> yeah, one of them ended up floating on the moon with uh, vector, and he was fine. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was crazy, um, but. Yeah, I think it was way better than people think it's going to be, and I think that's why it had such a big opening weekend because it wasn't just the kids going to this one; Uh, it's the teenagers going for the memes, and then it's the uh, it's adults basically saying, "Oh, you know, this is uh, there's nothing else playing right now." and I've seen a bunch of old people seeing this one. Right. So uh, they obviously the Facebook memes are working. They're getting right, the grandmas right. into uh, cinemas for S- Minions: The Rise of Gru. And I if you have it. a grandma, bring her, because she'll enjoy it just as much as you probably. Sounds
1: like she would love it.
0: That we have. I mean, yeah, the audience base is there.
1: Yeah, I mean, even the the kids that look like they're about to try to sneak into into Black Phone.
0: Oh, this is the perfect antidote. Then the
1: they, uh, you know, they go and end up actually seeing minions you are like wow you know that's it's kind of like the cure that these kids needed you know what I mean like they didn't (laughs) need to try to sneak into a rated R movie they just needed
0: alternative programming
1: that's right
0: because how many of them actually want to watch Downton Abbey Um, I slept during that and I never sleep during movies I'm the kind of guy that could be interested in almost any movie because I'm just such a film buff. Yeah, I could even take ones that I don't like and find positives in them. But the *Downton Abbey* the new era just had so little conflict and interesting things going on. I was just sleeping. Yeah, it basically seemed like an entire two plus hour long movie that was serving as an epilogue for the first movie. So basically it could have been a 15 minute YouTube short. Yeah. And I would have watched it and enjoyed it more that way. Like, Oh, she bought a villa. Oh, she might've had an affair with somebody. Oh, she dies at the end. Um, oh, they had to film a movie, but you know, it's right when um, speaking was the audio was included on set. So they were recording talking pictures for the first time. Cause it's the twenties. So the actress has a horrible voice cliche so she can't do it. So she has to have a voiceover, and then embarrasses her and makes her mad. She feels dethroned, despotlighted, but it works. So she doesn't want to lose her job as the physical character. But oh, here's the issue: she you know forgets not to speak, and she forgets to voice, um, to just mime with her mouth. And that that was the conflict. Of the whole movie it was just this actress not you know failing to assimilate to. Uh, a new style of of filmmaking and it was just wow this is so boring (laughs) and there was a gay couple in there I guess but I mean no conflict there either even though it was the 1920s Um, everybody in the film was basically just like it's a cruel world for you poor gays (laughs) good luck (laughs) (laughs) nothing else I was like okay you're not really gonna do anything else to help these dudes okay whatever screw them I guess but they need something besides yeah Downton Abbey and fabric, and
1: I'm just saying, if it was a game of Dungeons and Dragons, they probably would have staged a whole like social revolution for those people.
0: Probably, yeah. And um, if Downton Abbey, a new era, was the setup for a game of Dungeons and Dragons, it would hopefully be a 20-minute one-off because everybody (laughs) would be sleeping by the time we we get to our third dice roll. I mean, it's just. uh, I don't
1: know, Downton Abbey throw in like a mind flare and you got
0: it. Yeah, it just it It was kind of boring, so I understand why the kids were gravitating towards the greatest film of the past ten years. Oh, um,
1: of course. Well, you know we got a big drop tomorrow happening.
0: Yeah. Tomorrow um,
1: for us, to, today for the listeners.
0: The uh, Yeah, the unfortunately, <laughs> there's like another Thor movie in the millionth Marvel movie the past few months coming out. Which is
1: about to be very controversial, I feel like.
0: No, I feel like this one might fly under the radar more. It's going to make think? less. It's, um, it's tracking to make less. It's Rotten Tomatoes. It's more in the 69% range with the critics. So it's not really, you know, it's not the hyperbole that always comes with these things where they have 900 million movies. So every time one comes out, they're like, this is the best Marvel movie since uh, last week when a Marvel movie came out. <laughs> yeah yes good it's it's the best one since the last one out of the list of 300 of just this year last year there were another 300 and at this point it's just content no story and no character development because Thor he's just a freaking um, yo-yo at this point he's fat he's fit He's dedicated. He's lazy. He cares. He doesn't care. He's traumatized by his mother's or father's, whichever one, maybe both, death. He's his not. Mother's. He's traumatized by Loki. He's not. Like it's just they don't, it's, there's no there's nothing going on in these movies anymore. Sister tries to kill him. Yeah. They <laughs> just they just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks to get the same people back in the same seats oh. every month. At this point, like I'm I'm really not seeing the the value or benefit in the 5th Thor movie or the 10th Black Widow or I the mean, 50th Captain America at this point.
1: Personally, I I really am a Marvel fan. I love the Marvel movies. Uh, most of them I have no issue with at all. The one movie that I really can't stand, though, and, I mean, I appreciate certain factors of it, but I really could not find it in myself to enjoy Multiverse of Madness could not find it in myself to enjoy it I mean you know the the only good thing to come out of two good things scratch that first thing the the only two good things to come out of that movie was um, clarification (laughs) on who the Sorcerer Supreme still is And also, uh, in my own opinion, the best part of that whole movie was John Krasinski as um, Mr. Fantastic.
0: He got ripped apart in that, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that dimensions, you know, Illuminati got ripped to shreds. Yeah, I mean, Black Bolt made his first on-screen appearance in that movie and he was the first one to die which is ridiculous wanda i mean it's it's
0: it's kind of silly that you have to watch a disney plus show in order to understand the sequel to a movie that came out before disney plus was created well that's the thing though that's kind of annoying
1: um it's disney now is the thing like marvel is owned by disney which means that they're gonna find a way to milk you know viewers to see like oh you know watch this show on Disney Plus so you can understand the next big movie coming out or whatever not so in short if you don't have a Disney Plus subscription you have to not care enough
0: to be and able yeah. to get so like and then it's a the content hole too because yeah. the shows on Disney Plus they aren't even that they're not even that dense or beefy or anything it's just six short episodes yeah, and it they're, kind they're, of doesn't really it's not as good as other streaming shows and it's not as good as a network television or cable show where you or you know satellite whatever where you get like 30 episodes for a season it's yeah. literally just six episodes and then that's it
1: i mean it's it's not that great um I I enjoy it for what it is, for what they do have. They have some old classics on there. Mm -hmm. I do enjoy Disney Plus for what it's supposed to be, you know.
0: And they have high-quality versions of, like, they have the Dolby Vision enabled. They have IMAX um, enhancement um, for a lot of movies, and they have good groups of things. They have all the Star Wars stuff there. They have the Pirates movies, so they do, yeah, they do have a lot of good, like, older things there.
1: Yeah, it's just um, they're like, little series that they're making alongside other releases for movies. Uh, I guess the thing that those are lacking most is just length. Like, if they didn't just stop at six, like you're saying... Yeah, at least eight. They eight gave to 10. us a little more, you know? I mean, I understand that budget and whatnot, but, like, Disney has money. <laughs> they have the money. Disney has the money <laughs> yeah. to, to be able to afford. I mean, if small studios are able to put out you know, full-fledged releases on, like, Amazon Prime, everything like that, then I am certain (laughs) that Disney can afford to manage at least, like, 10-12 episodes of something. And I get
0: that Netflix has the most subscribers, therefore the most technical income. But Disney's enormous behemoth that buys up other companies and just, like, sucks them dry. So they have physical parts where they charge tens of thousands of dollars just to bring your kid to scream and be a brat for, like, a few days. So it's just they have the money. Yeah, they Netflix, have they technically have more subscriber money, but they have less overall net worth. So, I mean, and Netflix is dumping 90, 100 million dollars into each Stranger Things season. So, I mean, there's no excuse for yeah, the well, highest caliber the IPs of five, Disney, not to final, get more. if a final
1: season of Stranger Things is supposed to cost like 96, 98 million, they said. That's
0: insane. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like actually like that's more money than most people will see in their entire lifetime and it's just ridiculous i mean to play around with that much money i mean granted i love stranger things
0: i mean Um, don't even ask about the bridgerton budget because as low a quality show as that is the (laughs) amount of money they spend on it is just it's an offense to the human um race (laughs) it's an offense to the whole human race Bridgerton's existence and yeah, in, in budget. I mean. But yeah, I, Stranger uh, Things is a pretty it's a pretty good example of a company that cares the most about its most valued IP and best show. Yeah. And it really shows where other companies are lacking. The BBC right. is really slacking for the past four years. They've started to turn it around, but they really slacked on Doctor Who. Yeah. They should have funded it at least a bit more. They should have put more effort into the writing. Disney's not putting any effort into its streaming service at all, even with its Star Wars content. I mean, I'm gonna review it soon, but Kenobi was, yeah. It really, uh, for the hype it, it had, they really didn't deliver on it fully. Yeah. They 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 messed up some things big time and the guy who wrote the original story treatment for the movie they were going to make it a trilogy of films to be released in theaters they didn't go that route because solo bombed and they said oh well not going to do obi-wan then like why would you pull obi-wan who has the original actor from the prequels that you know the guy you need yeah just because you had the dumbass idea of kicking Harrison Ford out of a Han Solo movie and doing a silly prequel with some random guy. I mean, that's... I mean, Uh, Kathleen Kennedy is horrible at taking feedback from fans because all all she does is just call them all racist before they even say anything that could be racist. And then she ignores the actual feedback they give, saying things like, don't wreck or recast legacy characters. So she's like, oh, oh, we can't touch Obi-Wan then. I'm like, but you did it anyway with the show you were gonna make it no matter what so you might as well have just gone balls to the wall put it in theaters um, made it the full you know made it actual movies but you know Solo's failure had nothing to do with Obi-Wan No. the reason nobody liked Solo was cause well it was just a bad movie but before yeah. that the reason they weren't excited about it was because um, they you know they didn't care for having someone else besides Harrison Ford he, he owns didn't feel the role authentic at all yeah and then they could have still made a good movie, but then they didn't, so it was just double bad. It,
1: yeah, it, they just didn't spend as much time as they probably should have going over the movie before they made it, like, uh, script-wise, or I don't know. There's, that's there's a lot of areas to work runs on. runs in it, the so Disney uh, family, too.
0: Yeah. I feel like if Marvel had beefed up their writer's room and they actually took a damn break for 15 minutes, you know, gave, gave us just one year without 15 movies and shows, and every you know everything i feel like they could actually come up with some good ideas because right now i mean the quality of writing is just even from 2012 it's just been plummeting and it wasn't that great in 2012 to begin with but now it's just kind of really hurting them and when your plots for your biggest most marquee battles and matchups and films can be condensed into a single meme that just works so much better than the film's plot like the spider-man one where peter goes to strange and he says um hey can you just make everybody forget about mysterio and everything he said he said and did so then strange goes of course roll credits movie's over you <laughs> don't need anything that happens after that none of it matters at all uh, but of course they were like well we need all this dumb things like these things to happen and we need yeah. this issue to- he needs to be dumb here so then he needs to screw up the spell somehow here and then they try to bait you with all these weird, like stupid theories. Like one of my friends at work kept saying, Oh, that's not the real Doctor Strange, that's a that's a dummy strange. And then you find out in the next strange movie it wasn't a dummy strange, it was actually him. So I'm like, yeah. So he's actually just that dumb and like shitty at doing spells. So then at the end of the movie, he does what he did the first time anyway, again. I'm like, yeah. Why? And then it could have just all ended with one simple, better idea all been for a spell. Avoided so the whole movie we didn't even need to sit through it like and then same for strange like all they had to do was just bring that maniacal bitch to a, a damn uh, yeah. show her a picture of these kids and, and she would've just quit trying to mass murder everybody in the freaking multiverse and when I say mass murder everyone in the multiverse like that, that, that brings Dimensions. that shows a lot more of a, a psycho energy than just ah she went on a killing spree no she yeah. literally started crawling through the freaking infinite universes and just murdering whoever she could for no reason and then just stopping when she saw some kids and another oh, version like of herself
1: she was like she wanted to have those kids for herself to be their mother so bad that she forgot to think about the the next step in her plan which was if their mother already exists She can't be their mother. So what's she going to do with her version of herself in that universe?
0: She suddenly just turns good. She's like, oh, okay. Those clothes closing be good now.
1: Here's the funny thing, right?
0: After murdering everybody, she, she could. They
1: asked her that question to her face in the movie. And she didn't have a response. She actually didn't have a single response. She instead, you know... She didn't say anything, and she just continued to fight them, like, like Wanda. They're not your kids. She's like, they, you know, they're my children. Strange is like, they don't exist. Like, they don't exist. They're not your children. And she's like, I see them in my dreams every night and everything. And it's like, okay, they don't exist though. Like, yeah. And she, she's like, well, I, you know, I'm gonna. You know, learn to travel, and I'm gonna make you know, I'm gonna go through the dimensions and go to one where I have my children, and then, uh, past that, you know, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna find a way to, you know, get through and take these. So she thinks that she can just kind of. Go and run straight through to other dimensions where other versions of herself, strange, you know, like everything like that exists. Which also, you know, sidebar, how is it that every single Doctor Strange in every universe fucks everything up?
0: He's clearly not the greatest wizard, as they keep saying. His whole character
1: is like oh, I have to do what I have to do to make things right. And then he gets corrupted every time. But then this one somehow just doesn't. He's the angel, yeah. He's the one that, like, is a pure force of good. Which, by the way, you've watched the movie, right? Yeah, I saw so so much of it while ushering. His third eye opens, right? And whenever that happens, it means that... It's a symbol that he's awakened as, you know, a force of pure good that cannot be wavered or corrupted.
0: So right? he went through heavenly puberty.
1: Yes, but think about it this way. There's a there's a plot hole in this because as always. he fought Evil Strange, right? Yeah. Who also had the third eye. Of course, so, so their own. So in the third eye, uh... exactly. <laughs> so it doesn't make sense, uh, does it?
0: It never will. <laughs> he,
1: which, that strange. I mean, it was a cool fight between them because they were fighting with like magic musical notes. Like, that was kind of cool. But it, I wish the fight was longer, I wish it was more suspenseful. He was literally Evil Strange who went through dimensions killing other strangers. Yeah, that was his thing. And he lost <laughs> that easy it's, i mean it's ridiculous i mean
0: it's yeah imagine the batman who laughs just getting punked by like one of the very human new novice batmans in one of the universes it's like that's never gonna happen he's a, he's like a he has powers at this point yeah, man. It's, it's just it would ridiculous. never happen it would never happen in a million years like i don't and the, that's, that's why I how think they, they should just ate. take a break and start so, actually so making good, why did good they scripts. Think
1: it was a good, I think they gave Strange's third eye only because he used the Darkhold. And then he was like, oh, well, all the other Strangers who used the Darkhold were corrupted. So we have to make up a reason as to why he didn't get corrupted. Oh, his third eye is a symbol that he can be corrupted. He's it, a just good like the guy who got his good. third
0: eye and then became corrupted. Yeah. Bruh. (laughs) but
1: we all, but that's the. It's the same eye. It's the same eye. And then at the end of the movie, some random bitch comes up and she's like, "Hey, you know, you destroyed a universe. You're gonna help me fix this." But it's like, how did he destroy a universe? An incursion never happened, did it? Exactly. What do you mean? Or Uh. Or is she coming up and telling him? ...to fix a mess that another him caused. Yeah, or Cause, somebody
0: completely different from any Strange. Because
1: what was it? 848 or whatever? 838? Was the universe that he was, like, imprisoned and the Illuminati got yeah. Yeah. So that was universe like, 838. was this his so problem? Was it... Because they said that Doctor Strange from universe 838 used the Darkhold... ...and ended up causing an incursion that destroyed a whole universe. So maybe he has to fix 838's mess...
0: That's not his fucking problem. That's a whole different universe. Like that'd be like not his. That, yeah, that's not his problem at all. That,
1: exactly. Like that'd be like you know, the police knocking down my door and arresting me for, you know, a heinous crime I did in another universe. Yeah, literally, you know I mean? like, like, somebody what? from Mars <laughs> yeah, it's like, broke a sign. like, I didn't do anything! <laughs> like, what the hell?
0: <laughs> it's just, and then one of the mic drop moments that these teenage girls, uh, with all, all the Wanda stands, the most toxic, some of those toxic people on the internet, oh, God, yeah. they were trying to drop mics at the Super Bowl trailer for this movie because they kept saying shit like, oh look at listen to this and she's like every time i do bad stuff i mean you do bad stuff uh you get praised every time i do bad stuff i'm the bad guy yeah she's not fair i'm like no yeah i mean i don't remember any time that that this strange that you're talking to went and just decided to try and murder everybody in the entire multiverse that he could get his grubby paws on first of all second of all you you kidnapped and held hostage an entire town for no reason just because you wanted to live out some stupid sitcom fantasy, fantasy. Yeah. Uh, and you know if anybody's even bothered to watch the show like you have to sit through the show to even know that and then three you're murdering everybody in the multiverse for over people who don't even exist
1: over your children that you're you being, can't have being a childish moron
0: exist. And nobody's yeah. She's acting like it's this whole big feminist rally cry, and I'm like, you're a freaking mass murderer, like you're Hitler. There's another plot hole. There's another plot hole. Not surprised. And it's that
1: you know, through all the times that they show her kids, you know, in the other dimensions and everything like that, like oh, her kids exist out there. They never show Vision, so they're not Vision's kids, which means she could have just. Dreamwalked, found out who the father is, found him in her own universe, and lived happily ever after.
0: <laughs> like they, they that might could not, have yeah, been. They her weren't thing. even his kids. In that universe, he probably didn't even do anything to well, get. That's them. the thing.
1: He wasn't there. Isn't he they a robot never anyway? the dad. He's technically he's like a he's the soul stone yeah. in, incarnated into an artificial body. So like he's not He's not necessarily a robot. He's more of like just artificial organic tissue. <laughs> like think of yeah. it as like it's a body without a soul. And then the soul stone was put into it, making him a person. So but, okay, so he probably has yeah. like a, a silicone. So he can probably member. like but I don't know how he would procreate. No, you know idea. I mean Does like Does it he, give
0: him balls? Like
1: But like that's the thing. Does the body make it's. I, we're not going to go in that direction. We can Google yeah, later to find out if Vision concede,
0: but we don't yeah. know exactly. But, like, um, any is, any experts in out the there? Movie,
1: they never showed the dad of these kids. Not once did they mention the father. Not once, like, because that's the it would have been too convenient, right?
0: Yeah. Because they. And also, they would have had to deal with in the
1: other dimensions actually having who's him there. To say because the Avengers don't exist in every dimension. Yeah. So. Who's to say Vision even exists in every dimension?
0: It's just, it's But if mess.
1: she's saying these kids exist in each dimension but not hers, does that mean that her being in the Avengers is what prevented her from having these kids?
0: And does she want to, how many of these pairs of kids does she want? Is she just going to crawl and through also, every dimension and just kidnap like 50, I mean, infinite pairs of these right. kids? Like, what the hell was her, gonna, her plan anyway?
1: her whole like focus is these kids rather than you know why wouldn't she use that power to look for a universe where her brother
0: was still alive or look for one where you she's I mean? dead and she can just <laughs> step in and raise the kids like <laughs> right. she has the power to do all this dumb murder shit so, why doesn't she just use the power to do something you know pretty normal and decent and good and be like oh i found one do you need a mom like good lord uh even even this even go to a dimension, kill herself and then just take the role. One death instead of infinite deaths for the needless violence and bloodshed, but, but I mean, Anyway, I mean, we like 20 minutes of Doctor Strange by accident here, but yeah, we might I mean, we just, just
1: reviewed Doctor Strange.
0: There you go. We might actually bump this to like the the main title. Card. We might <laughs> make this Minions, um, Marvel, and and Dogs, uh, Oh my! <laughs> honestly,
1: we can count Doctor Strange as my review, and we can count Minions <laughs> as yours. Because I, honestly, I'll, the fire burned in yeah, his I'll, breast. I'll give a, a long and short of Watchdogs Legion real quick, and that is that. Um, personally, I mean, there's there's a lot to do in the in the game, but I mean, you just can't really stay on track about certain things i mean you could sit down and play the whole game it'd take a while but you'll get sidetracked with so many things and then before you know it you're just hit with like a like a slapstick of boredom out of nowhere i mean it's it's an enjoyable game the missions themselves are really what keeps it going i mean entertainment wise there's a lot of cool stuff you can do in missions that you can't really utilize or um, take notice of when you're just adventuring around the world. Which I mean, the world is a pretty good size, and the game itself is based around like every single character in the game is playable, which is an amazing thing. I mean, they I've never heard of a game that does that. Where, you know, you can walk up to a random person on the street and, you know, shake hands with them and do a little, like, hey, I'll do you a favor if you join me. And then they'll be like, yeah, sure, but you're going to do that favor first. So you go and, like, rescue their friend or something, or you can uh, find out deep information on them and be like, oh, they hang out here at this time, or, like, oh, this person is um, holding someone important to them ransom, which is why they're working this job and you can go and you could take out that person that's holding them and then they'll just be like hey i know you did that for me so i owe you attendance i'll join your cause kind of thing and it's cool i mean even the the simplest and smallest of like there are a lot of characters that are very helpful but you could even just walk up to a street performer and be like hey you you know i i want to be able to play an instrument my character he you know you have no other kind of skills that can be useful to me in any kind of way yeah but whenever i want to just walk around and mess around in the city and you know play an instrument just walk around and do that or like other characters have stats where you know like oh when you um when you knock someone out you like pick their pockets and you gain extra money or uh, some characters have a clothing discount in stores. There's other characters that are super famous, and uh, NPCs when you walk by will notice you, and they'll want to take pictures. Or... Like the streamer guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, There's like live streamers and you know um, celebrities and such. And then there's like a a businessman who um, is into like stocks, like a stockbroker, and they will make it so that you earn more money after missions. Or um, you can get somebody that's in with the police and they will make it so that when your team member gets arrested, they have a shorter time being arrested. They'll get out sooner. Or a paramedic so that you know if one of your agents gets hospitalized, they can have quicker treatment possibly.
0: And I noticed when you were playing a lot of the gameplay mechanics, they seem yeah. inspired by the Arkham games. The um, very, very. Not in a way that a lot of other games are where they try to copy it too much, but more in a way where they're thinking, this tech was really cool. Like the recreation of a scene of something happening with like the computers building a model. And they kind of merged it with the new Sherlock Holmes games, it seems where yeah. he has to recreate things in his mind based on what the clues that he gets. So they kind of like slam those together, right? So it's like recreation, um, a little bit of you know improv, you know, when, yeah, yeah. to fill the holes that they don't know. But mostly like a technological recreation of scenes, um, tech gadgets, so creating distractions, hacking things, inclined. drones, yeah. and then you know different gadgets you can use and non-lethal stuff too. Yeah, you kind of are operating like a Batman in yeah. a way. So I, that's why I noticed from. a lot just of it
1: an was army of. Yeah.
0: So it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like that. It, it, they seemed inspired, but also trying to push the envelope yeah. instead of just copy and pasting. Cause right. you could copy a rock steady game, yeah. you know, or you could copy yeah. that and people would be happy with what you give them because they make amazing games, Absolutely. but it seemed like they were trying to do something, you know, yeah. a little different. Well, I mean, to that
1: degree, you can tackle any scenario you're given in a mission because stealth is a really big name in the game watchdogs yeah. is just kind of how it is uh it i i've never thought those games to be the kind that you just kind of run in and through the front gates and start blasting yeah with a,
0: no guns blazing with a
1: non-lethal shit. gun you know what i mean like you'll you'll want to hack all the surveillance cameras highlight all the enemies understand where they are where they walk
0: set off some routes, traps yeah.
1: here and there to yeah. like minimize the numbers and then once there are few enough of them or whatever not, and uh, there's openings, then you slip through and do what you need to do, and they get out. You know, all undetected, and that's like a perfect mission. I that's mean, the goal, yeah. But there's so many different ways to do it, because each character you use will have different things. You can equip different, like, tech equipment with them. Like, um, if you did want to go through the enemies react to you kind of similarly how you react to them so like if they do spot you and they're like five feet away from you uh and you don't pull out like a gun or like a weapon like that then they won't pull theirs out and they'll try to subdue you with melee combat which the is melee good that's really fun in the game i mean it gives you some versatility which you know, some characters are bare knuckle fighters. Like that's what they specialize in. Like you could play as a hitman. Yeah. Who, uh, you know, I mean, it's kind of risky doing it, but they also they know gun kata, which is like you can immediately take down any enemy when you have a gun equipped, and it's really cool looking. But is that more problem, like a melee thing, or do yeah. they just know where to shoot? To... It's just a melee thing. Okay. Yeah. So I was I thinking mean, you
0: shoot them in just the right spot where you don't necessarily. You know, kill them for sure, but they're definitely not oh, going no, to get up and keep fighting. They die. Yeah, <laughs> it's, Yeah. if you uh,
1: use the Hitman's Desert Eagle or G36, they oh, most yeah. definitely die. And The
0: Spy look cool,
1: though. kind of looks like Spies really in Disguise. Cool. Yeah, it like it seemed yeah. kind of funny, but the, cool. The, at the Spy same time. that I have looks like any <laughs> Yeah. It's actually really cool. But uh, they give you a lot of detail to each character, too. Like, you know, what they search in the web, like any small businesses they might run, who their associates are, parents, friends um partners like uh, that how much money they make a year like yeah, google searches yeah, yeah it was yeah. just it was crazy they, the level they of have detail. so much detail and there's also an additional detail under each character that shows your accomplishments with them and like stuff that you've done which i mean there's there's a lot that goes into the game and there's a lot to appreciate like there's so many things you can do the the story goes in whatever way you really want to play it there's like five different branches of main story and there's a ton of side story like side missions i i do love the game um so i mean i i do love the game it's it's a lot of fun me myself i i played it non-stop for like a few weeks when i first got it i was yeah. obsessed um, kind of fell off a bit fell after off, some of though, the bigger missions were done. Once more games started coming out and everything, and my friend group
0: you know wanted to play those. But did you try the zombie thing yet? No, a zombie they, mode. Yeah, I haven't tried That's it yet. New.
1: I want to play it with people. Yeah. But it's difficult. I mean, my um, my friends that do play online fairly frequently um, they're not really interested in the Watch Dogs games. Which, I mean, I think it would be really cool to play the zombie mode. I would love to. I've tried online as well, which online is separate from the campaign entirely. Uh, your character roster and everything like that does not carry over, which kind of bothered me. I didn't spend much time in it.
0: Yeah, um, it's just like a whole ground-up thing again. Yeah,
1: it, and I mean, if you join a game online, like an online world, and you run into other people just randomly passing by, um, if you're not working together to do something or like do missions and stuff like that, if you're not coordinated, it's literally just walking around an open world with no real things to do at that point. Yeah, I feel Um, like a
0: lot of games, online modes, they kind of, or even just yeah. their multiplayer modes well, tend to fall through like a trapdoor. Well, they try to make it. they often don't have very... the time or the budget left to make it any good. Right. So it's like, what? Why is it even here? It's just to keep people opening the game Pretty again. Much.
1: Well, like, it's praying they, for some microtransactions. They try to keep it as free freeform as possible. Yeah, and I admire their, you know, um, ability to stick to it. You know, but I mean, there are some things that could have been done a little differently uh the online mode was enjoyable for what i did but not to the extent that it should have been i do want to try the new zombie mode because they did add zombies looks kind of neat it looks interesting looks like a whole different kind of game Uh, i would love to do that granted i doubt it's going to be as fun as like um shooters, and like zombie fun horde games like Killing Floor and everything like that. I that mean, just obviously one of the most famous one examples
0: was like the Call of Duty yeah. zombie one. Oh my god, people would not stop playing that in college. And yeah, I, I was around people who played it constantly like religiously and then the zealots obviously moved over to fortnite once they discovered fortnite of course they all abandoned it but the zombies was way more fun i remember when they would play that the Um, old school zombies was the best it's gotten way too complicated yeah but it it was just fun and scary Um, but well, yeah. So
1: I, I do want to ask you before we get too dislodged from what we came here for. <laughs> uh, what do you got? What, what's your what's your take on Minions? Then, what do you what are you rating it?
0: I would say that uh, for the first time ever, I would give one of the Despicable Me movies two thumbs up because uh-huh. it brings an absolute non-stop side-splitting in some cases, uh, laughter. <laughs> it's got a great story with a lot of heart in it. It's um, but it doesn't get too corny or cheesy, like a lot of um, kids movies fall into. It's not too cliched. Um, they have amazing puns. <laughs> it's uh, it's just something fun that literally anybody can go see, but it's not too general or boring um, like a lot of four quadrant movies. So I would say absolutely go see this thing, get it when it's streaming, um, get the 4k um, <laughs> box set when that comes out. And, just keep supporting minions because they're practically public domain almost. And that's the genius of universal is that they don't have to battle in the Supreme court every 30, 40, 50 years, like Disney desperately clawing to Mickey mouse and their DC comics, desperately uh, trying to hoard every single iteration of the creation of Superman, for example. Yeah. Because, um, you know, copyright laws, they expire after a few hundred years. And these companies have managed to hang on to their power long after their term has expired. Yeah, yeah. As Obi-Wan said in Revenge of the Sith about um, Chancellor Palpatine. So yeah, yeah. The, uh, the genius of Universal is that they don't sue you for making freaking minion birthday parties. You know, make it in, they have the most money out of it. Mo- more people see their movies. More people buy the merch that they do put out and more people enjoy it because it's exposure. They can make their own creations, they can in, they can engage with it online and it's a whole funny little culture thing. So,
1: it's exposure. It, it's is. it is. It's free and advertising. You, if you see minions everywhere and you let people use it creatively, creatively, then that does nothing but help you, right? Yeah,
0: instead of Disney saying you have to buy this picture of Mickey Mouse for your, you know, at, with at an upcharge yeah. for your birthday party hat. So I'm like, this is stupid but you know minions is just it's almost everywhere and you can do almost anything with them so it's it's just special it's actually the best they've done in years yeah i wasn't a huge fan of the second despicable me movie it was pretty good but it was nowhere near as good as the first it felt like a very sad you know follow yeah. up to the amazing first one so i would rank this one right up there with despicable the me Go the ahead. two best movies uh, the second the third one were not that great, kind of awful. Damn and then man. the first yeah. Minions movie, it was the third best movie of the series, but it wasn't, still wasn't that great. But this one's incredible. Two thumbs up, all the way. I, uh, I loved it. And then, what would you rate, uh, Watch Dogs?
1: I would. I would say
0: campaign mode. We can the other, the other ones so we can, people can dig into them for themselves.
1: I, I'm gonna rate different aspects of it. Yeah, go ahead. because uh, again, it's like an entirely different game. When you're doing certain things. Uh, taking into account. The missions. And combat. And everything like that. I. Most definitely want to give it. Like. I want to give it two thumbs up. For how they managed to do that. Yeah. Um, as far as. The world. And. Like getting around and everything like that goes, and fast travel is a big part of it. Um, there's a lot of mini activities you can do. You can fight in the underground fight clubs, you could bounce around a soccer ball for as long as you can with like different button presses that you have to time and everything like that. It's like a skill check kind of thing. And <clears throat> I mean, it's it's entertainment, there's different things you can do. You could de- deliver packages if you really wanted to nice uh i will give it one thumbs up for sure with that uh so all together i mean i enjoy my time every time i play it uh like any game eventually you kind of run out of things you want to do immediately and you, you get bored yeah but uh i would say i'm still having fun with it and i think it well deserves two thumbs up
0: um, Seems kind of fair, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I think they're doing a good thing with Watch Dogs. And, I mean, this game's really good. I hope they continue to work on it and add things. And, I mean, it's it's only getting better. You know, they yeah. added character customizations. So you could, you know, if you really liked the character, but you really hated their hairstyle, so you slapped a hat on them forever. You know, you could finally take them and change their hair and everything like that. Or if you really like the character and you didn't like how many piercings they
0: had in their face and ears and tweak it and stuff.
1: You can get rid of the piercings. You know what I mean? That's good. So
0: you can make minor tweaks. Yeah. It's better than you have to you don't have to change the whole thing. Just make a little little tweaks. You can change whatever you want. Good. Uh, clothing is
1: great in the game. You can go to different clothing stores now and when you discover a store, you can go back to like the safe house. And you can look at everything from every store from nice. safe house that you've visited. Yeah, uh, so you don't have to hassle really all cool. the way back so over. you don't always have to, you know, certain clothes aren't just available at those stores.
0: Now. So they gave you a take-home catalog and you can order exactly, at home. Exactly, yeah. You can order <coughs> online.
1: Which I really love. I mean, that was part of the thing that really ticked me off whenever I first got the game was there was no accessibility for customization really anywhere. So they probably listened to the feedback yeah, and made yeah, positive and I improvements i think they made it good good uh i will try the zombie mode and i will talk about it you know in a side note i'm sure next week or something uh future episode at least unless i get distracted yeah might as well um, but yeah all together i give the game two thumbs up
0: a pretty uh, good week this week for us then yeah
1: and for my other review that i unintentionally did i give dr strange multiverse of madness a thumb down for sure and i don't give it two simply for the fact that although it irritated the hell out of me i still didn't hate watching it yeah at least you you can just kind of at least you can can critique it from I can joke about it. I wanted it to be good. Like yeah.
0: I can laugh.
1: You know what I mean? Like if I only ever really give a movie two thumbs down if I can't laugh. Yeah,
0: if it's if just bad. If I can laugh at
1: it for being bad, then it's not that bad. But like I can still enjoy watching it. Two thumbs down for a movie for me means I
0: hated my time. So like, Shark Boy and Lava Girl or you know, something like that. Growing up maybe. I loved that
1: movie. Well, no yeah. yeah the
0: kids nostalgia, you might yeah. never growing look back up, on I it. Loved and...
1: that movie, but if I the adventurer
0: that would be cringe, maybe. I think it was like the adventurer, the curse of the Midas box or something like that. I, I hated that movie. And it was The Adventurer. Like that's the worst title ever. And he literally just called himself that. He's like, I'm the adventurer. I'm like, you are the most... No <laughs> No you're not.
1: They went with standard, You're
0: it? the... No. No. You're the nominator. You're you the mean. nominator. You just give yourself a stupid name. You suck.
1: Sounds like a DC superhero.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <nominator. laughs> the Adventure. From the 1930s. <laughs> yeah, so, um, do you have any uh, helpful advice for this week? You have, um, oh maybe 60 seconds. Helpful advice in 60 seconds. Helpful
1: advice in 60 seconds. Yeah. Uh... I would say if you're going to go watch Thor anytime soon, um, pre-order your tickets online for sure.
0: I mean, turn your brain off It's yeah, because it's, it's a be, Thor movie we're talking about here.
1: <laughs> it's going to be busy. We all know it's a Marvel movie. Yeah, uh, It's summertime. Kids are out. So do your best to prepare yourself. Don't underestimate them. Anything you got? I know you've been having your quotes
0: a special philosophical quote for the day um, or for the week I guess this came from the beginning of a game um, Dragon something Dragon. Dragon's Dogma Dragon's I love Dogma. That game so much we'll be reviewing it at some point um, the, <laughs> the translated quote at the beginning reads uh, the delightful and ever novel pleasure of a useless occupation just one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard one of the most true things I've ever heard so, to all of you out there, like me, who enjoys um, the delightful and ever-novel pleasure of their useless occupation, uh, this is a shout-out for all of you. And a quote to live by, I guess. I'll probably, I'll probably put that on my tombstone right next to something like, a day sober is a day wasted, <laughs> simply because that quote just right twists, that twists people's brains so in such a way that they might as well be wasted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They can um, never figure out that quote. What do you think it means? Uh, like, off the top of your head. You don't even have to I always right. thought
1: that it meant that when you're drunk, then that's a better way to spend your day.
0: That's one interpretation, yeah. I
1: thought that's basically what just what it hit me with when I first heard it. it um, yeah, it
0: sounds kind of similar, but it. when you peel back the onion layers, you realize you might have missed one. Cakes have layers. <laughs> yeah but anyway folks um, I'll leave you all to try and figure out that quote uh, let me know in the feedback for this episode if you're listening on Spotify we actually do have a feedback page so really? you can answer questions I, I usually ask questions and give the opportunity for answers so if you guys think you have the answer to this question type it in there us um, and yeah we'll, we'll leave you to it uh, thanks for listening to our three or four reviews today yeah <laughs> um, hopefully they enlightened you or helped you in some sort of way